Hi, Jaina, if you could please just drop me a pin and share your location. I just want to know where I need to send the police after this spiritual healer hypnotizes you and steals your kidneys. Thank you. That is what my sister said when I told her what I was going to be doing today. Now, I was lying with my eyes closed and shoes off on a table in a room that looked like it was straight out of a movie scene. Purple velvet couches, a cart full of incense, candles burning... And the once loud traffic sounds were now drowned out by the sounds of singing bulls ringing in my ears. Their songs filled the room and they filled my brain. I had crystals very carefully placed all around my body, at my feet, my knees, my hips, my head. There was one lying on my heart and one in my hand, my sweaty hand. The other hand had gone numb. Was that normal? My legs started to twitch. Is that normal? I've been breathing deeply, like Shelly told me to, and it's making me dizzy. I want to open my eyes so bad, but I was told under very strict instructions to relax. Relax? It's pretty hard to do when I have my sister's warnings repeating in my head. Was this the part where Shelly's husband comes out of the closet and suffocates me with chloroform? Stop, Jaina. You can't relax if you're thinking like this. It just, it feels like I'm about to be sacrificed. <sighs> okay, just listen to the bulls and hope for the best. <sighs> How did I end up here? All right, I was doing this for the story. La, 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 la. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Big Lush Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. Today, I'm recording in sunny Playa del Carmen, so I apologize ahead of time if you hear sounds that you don't usually hear in the background. My hotel room is on the second floor above one of the busiest streets in the city. It's not exactly peaceful. Now, I told you that I did something a little wild when I was in Los Angeles, and today, I'm finally going to spill the tea. If you watch my Instagram stories, you already know that I don't travel like most people. For one, I'm usually alone. Secondly, I do all the things. I have all the conversations with strangers and Uber drivers. I really do become a part of wherever I am. My worst nightmare would be sitting alone in my room thinking of all the stories waiting for me just outside the walls of where I was staying. It also doesn't help that I've told everyone around me that my motto is, do it for the story. So there's a lot of peer pressure to do crazy things. I've got IG friends sending me ideas, as well as my sister sending me links to all the wild things I could be doing while she sits comfortably in her home with her husband and kids. And that's exactly what I'm talking about in today's episode. A wild and crazy day that I had in Los Angeles that was filled with things that other people had me doing for For the the story. story. This week... I'm bringing you along with me for one of the most random days I've ever had in Los Angeles. So grab your passport and a fresh pair of kicks because we've got a plane to catch. Welcome to Big Lush Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. (laughs) Now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. I spent the first four days of my trip alone. I went to stand-up comedy. I did a photo shoot and interview for the show. I went to see Post Malone. It was all so great. Then on the fifth day, I was joined by my best friend, Elsa. Now, she and I have not traveled together since a trip we took to Las Vegas with some of the girls from my makeup team. 
After that trip, she said she had fun. She said that everyone needs to experience Vegas with me at least once in their life. She also said she wanted to travel with me again. But since then, I've invited her on at least 15 to 20 trips to Vegas, Paris, Mexico, multiple times, Los Angeles. And finally, after eight years of trying, I'm not going to lie. It's a little hard not to take it personal. Aw, don't feel bad. Everyone knows my bedtime's at 9.30, and it probably took me eight years to recover from the last time. Eight years? Oh my gosh, Elsa, am I really that bad? (laughs) Anyways, after all this waiting and begging and pleading, I'm sure you could imagine how excited I was when I finally got a yes. Elsa agreed to come and join me for a couple days during my trip in Los Angeles. So I was planning on being on my best behavior, careful of not being too crazy, not having too late of night so that I wouldn't have to wait another eight years for her to want to travel with me again. So our first afternoon together, we took a very tame walk down Abbott and Kinney. Our plan was to eat all the things. It's kind of a favorite pastime of ours. <laughs> we stopped at a couple of places. We tried some waffles, a couple different kinds of lattes, and then we decided to make our way back to the Airbnb so that we could freshen up and figure out what we were going to do that evening. As we walked, we discussed possible options, and Elsa knows me so well, so she knows that I'm always looking for a story. So when she spotted something with promise, she mentioned it right away. She goes, oh my gosh, look, there's a tarot reader. She pointed out a sandwich sign on the sidewalk next to us. She goes, you should totally have someone tell you your fortune so that I can record it for the podcast. I was really impressed at her idea. Like, bravo, Elsa. I said, yes, I love the way you're thinking, but this is Los Angeles. We're talking Hollywood here. No one's going to let us record something that they're doing or saying for our show for free, but I'll do it anyways and we can just talk about it. So Elsa called the lady from the number on the sign and she said that she was really busy, but she could fit us in in 10 minutes. So we walked across the street and waited outside. I was nervous. I'd never done anything like this before, and I kind of find it a little bit creepy. I'm also pretty skeptical. I figured that she was probably just a con artist, but either way, it had potential to be a good story, so I was down. Eventually, she opened the door. She had burning leaves in her hand and a puff of smoke behind her that was trying to escape out the crack. She said, Hi, I'm going to need a minute. I'm cleansing the room of some darkness and negativity. It was clear that this was a woman who took her job very seriously. Once she was finally ready to let us in, she introduced herself as Shelly, and I couldn't help but think that she did look a thing like I'd imagined she would. I mean, she just looked really regular. Like, she was wearing a baggy, kind of dirty shirt, some saggy around-the-house pants, and a pair of tie-dyed Crocs. Right away, she saw Elsa's phone and told her that she couldn't record. So, I'm sorry, I wish that I had some cool audio from our meeting, but... You know... Hollywood. (laughs) After a kind of awkward start, she sat down, got comfortable, looked me in the eyes and said, So you're obviously the one I'm working with today. And I said, was it really that obvious? Yes. I read you before you even walked in here. I was thinking, here we go. She's going to lay it on thick. But then she cut to the chase. She said, Honestly, I don't even know how you're surviving right now with so little sleep. You aren't sleeping well, are you? I wasn't. You need to get some magnesium right away. It's pretty much an emergency at this point. You have brain fog too, don't you? I said, yes. For the record, it's very hard for me to focus. Writing each of these episodes is like the hugest struggle for me. I've even tried microdosing to try and fix it. So she definitely knew something or she was a really good guesser. She asked me what we wanted and I said, well, I thought I wanted to ask eight questions, but I can only think of two. And she said, exactly. That's the brain fog. So I said, 
Maybe let's just do a tarot card reading so you can tell me what you think I need to hear. All right, perfect. Let's do it. I only have 20 minutes before my next call, but I won't say less. I'll just talk faster. So she rummaged around to all her different decks of cards and kind of thought for a second. And then she said, Now, I sense a grandmother's energy here right now. Hmm. You must be very connected to your grandmother. You two are very close, right? Immediately, I thought, well, not really. I mean, I love my grandma, but I'm not that close to her that she would sense grandma's energy. But I thought of Elsa. She was named after her grandma. I said, Elsa, I'm thinking that might be you. She goes, I was thinking maybe it was me too. So Shelly said, yes, it was your energy I was picking up. She said, well, since there's the grandmother's energy here, I'm going to use my grandmother deck. And I said, "Okay, but should we maybe use a different deck since the energy was Elsa's and this reading is for me? She said, no, it's just what's calling me today. I decided I would just shut up and let her do her job. So she started to shuffle. She asked me to focus and tell her when the spirits guided me to tell her to stop. That's when I decided, "Okay, Jaina. If you're going to do this, be all in. So I did it. I closed my eyes for a second and I focused. Then I looked at the deck. Finally, when the spirit moved me, I said, stop. She asked me, which side of the deck is calling to you? I chose the one closest to her. Then, one by one, she peeled cards from the pile and laid them down on the table. She started as a small circle and then it got bigger and bigger. And the whole time she was putting cards down, she was saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. Uh huh. See this? Mm, yep. See? Wow. Again. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. I knew it. I was doing my best not to make eye contact with Elsa, or I probably would have burst out laughing and totally disrespected her whole process. Then suddenly she stopped. She said, You are surrounded by opportunity right now. Look, opportunity, 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 opportunity. She was pointing to the card. She said, It's everywhere. I was slightly intrigued. She said, Opportunity, change, and strength. There are small changes you have to make, but you have no shortage in strength. You can do anything you want. Then she looked up from the cards and leaned in really close to my face and she said, I have to ask you, do you want me to tell you everything, good and bad? Even though the thought of knowing bad things was a little bit scary to me, I didn't really believe in her abilities yet. And I figured that anything that was dramatic would make for a better story. So I said, yes. Tell me everything. All right, good. And she cleared her throat. That's when she started to speak so fast. It was like she was reading from a script, but it was a script that was written just for me. She said, okay. Four years ago, something terrible happened to you that made you put up your walls. It was a very dark time. You lost a lot. You were in love, but there was the energy of another woman. Maybe it was a mother-in-law. I'm not quite sure. But either way, there was another woman who put negativity onto you. What she didn't know was that four years ago, Dee from the Fifty Shades of Red trilogy had left me. And of course, his girlfriend, Beyonce, knew about me the whole time. And I'm sure she thought negative things towards me. But I wasn't going to tell Shelly this. I mostly just wondered, is Elsa hearing this stuff? Then she continued. She said, Here's something very important for you to hear. Ever since then, you haven't been able to trust yourself in love. You keep these walls up so that no one can get close to you, so that you won't get hurt again. But what you need to know is that you weren't crazy to love him. You were right to trust all the things he told you because he meant every single one of them. He really did love you. It might not have looked like it, but he did. He just didn't know how to go on with that negativity, the negativity from the other woman, because he knew he was ruining you. 
I know other people have tried to make you feel like you were crazy, saying that you shouldn't have loved him because from an outsider's perspective, it didn't look good. But he meant it. He loved you. And you know it too, don't you? She asked me, Do you know what a twin flame is? I said yes, and it's always been my greatest fear that he was mine. And she said, He was your twin flame. You weren't wrong to believe how you felt at the time. He loved you. He still does. You two will always be attached in some way. I tried to hold back the tears, but they fell anyways. I was shook. Everything she was saying was so true. I had put up walls. I mean, of course I had. Why was I crying? Well, I guess it was a relief to know that after all the money I'd lost, all the heartbreak I'd gone through, that it wasn't all for someone who didn't care about me. It was also pretty overwhelming to think that I'd potentially found and lost my person. Like, would I ever find someone and connect like that ever again? I don't know. Anyways, that's not the point of this story. She wasn't done yet. She continued to go on about my rule and my family, things that had happened to my family that nobody else would have known besides me, which really hit home. And then she came back to the potential. She said, I can tell that your throat chakra is closed, which means you have a hard time expressing how you really feel. You don't stand up for yourself. And all of this stems from that root of negativity that you took on from this other woman. If you are able to cleanse yourself of this negativity, Jaina, you will be unstoppable. When she said it, I felt it to my core. Later, Elsa admitted that to her, it felt almost like someone else had said it. It was kind of like magic. Magic. So after 45 minutes of Shelly telling me all about myself, I was completely sold and wondering if Elsa was in too. Shelly asked me, Would you be willing to work with me so that we can dispel this root of negativity and heal your throat chakra? It will involve some meditation, a Reiki session, and some fasting. We will fast together. We have to be in sync. When she could tell I was thinking about it, she said, Listen, I need to know that you're serious because if we go into this together and you don't complete it, I'll end up taking on all of your ailments. I had this happen once before where a man didn't complete. Three days prior, I was completely healthy. And then all of a sudden, I had stage three cancer because of this very thing. That was pretty hard to believe, but I'd become a bit of a believer during her reading. And so had Elsa. So Shelley presented two costs of the packages that could help heal me of my root of negativity. I decided that if I was going to do it, I was going to be all in. I mean, would you expect anything else from me? But my dear friend Elsa, she's kind of the frugal one. We always joke that she's the manager of my budget. So when Shelly told me two different prices, she said either I could pay 300 or 600. I kind of looked at Elsa hoping that she would say, go with the 300 or Jaina, you don't have to do this. But I think she was completely sold too. So she said, I don't know. It's totally up to you. That's not like her. You know what? Screw it. Maybe Elsa can explain why she let me spend all this money. (laughs) When she disclosed a very specific incident within the first five minutes, I was sold. She knew specific things like timelines and dates about things that had happened to Jaina that nobody could know. Normally, this is the kind of purchase that would not be approved by her finance manager. But she knew so many things in the first five minutes, it was hard not to take the plunge. See, at least you know I'm not crazy. She really did convert both of us. So anyways, I ended up going with the bigger package and Elsa didn't stop me. She was a very high-tech psychic. She had all kinds of ways to take payments. 
Our next appointment was in two days. I decided then and there that I was going to be her faithful student until we had completed our mission. She told me that between then and the next time I'd see her, I couldn't tell anyone. I couldn't go for any other readings because someone else would be able to interfere with our energies. And I had to make sure that I took ashwagandha and magnesium. Elsa and I left her place stunned. stunned. We walked directly to a health food store, did not pass go. We went straight there to buy the recommended items. And we couldn't stop talking about how wild everything was that Shelly had said. Elsa said, I mean, if you really think about it, she couldn't have said any of that stuff to me. It wouldn't have been relevant at all. We had so much to talk about and we were so excited to see what would happen at the next appointment. The next day was my photo shoot. Elsa came with me to be my moral support and to film behind the scenes footage of me. It felt like we had our own little inside secret. As a classic overshare, I wanted to tell everybody that we met. I fought myself not to say anything to my photographer, my Uber driver, my sister. Oh, my sister. I'm really not used to keeping secrets from my sister. After the shoot, we went out for margaritas and still we talked about what might change after I lose this root of negativity and what she might be able to do to help me. What would it mean if I was actually unstoppable? So the morning of my appointment, Elsa had to leave to go to the airport. She ordered me two coffees, one hot and one cold, and she said that she really wished she could be there for my time with Shelly, but maybe it would be better if I was there without her grandmother energy. <laughs> we hugged goodbye and I got ready. This was going to be a really big day for me. Now, my flight was set for the very next night, so I was determined to make the very most out of this day. I had a ticket to see a taping of the Jimmy Kimmel Live show that my sister had set up for me because, of course, she wanted me to have another story to tell. But I was very excited to go. So that was supposed to be at 3.30 in the afternoon, and my booking with Shelly was at noon. I figured that if things were going really well and we were making progress, I wouldn't mind if I missed it. As I walked to her place, I caved a little. I couldn't do something so big and important without telling my sister at least something. So I said, um, good morning. I'm on my way to go see a spiritual healer. And that's all I said. Knowing her, I'm sure she picked up the phone and thought, oh, here we go. Another Jana shenanigan. She said, please drop a pin so I know where you are in case they try to steal a kidney. Well, I guess this was the negativity that Shelly had warned me about. I put her concerns in my back pocket and knocked on the door. I saw her eyes poke up from above the window and she said, just a second. So I waited. She opened the door in a hurry. She said, do you have any hormonal issues? I said, I don't think so. Why? She goes, well, you should get checked for having PCOS because my menstrual cycle ended three days ago. And right before you got here, I just started bleeding profusely. That's why I asked you to wait. I had to change my pants. I thought to myself, honey, it sounds like you have PCOS, <laughs> but I recognized that was maybe the skeptic inside of me. And today I was here to be a believer. So I decided, all right, okay, maybe I do have a hormonal imbalance. What do I know? I haven't been to a doctor in a while. She, she might be right. So she let me into her office and asked me, are you ready? There was no way for me to know if I was ready because I had no idea what the hell we were doing. But I said, yes. She instructed me to take off my shoes and lie on her massage table face up. One by one, she placed crystals all around me as she explained how she wanted me to breathe. It all felt very serious and ceremonial. Was I about to be sacrificed? Jaina, stop. Just believe. Remember, this is the woman who knew everything about you. I closed my eyes and did as she instructed. 
On her command, I was supposed to breathe in as deeply as I could for as many counts as I could. Once my lungs were completely full, I was supposed to hold onto my breath for a count of five, then open my mouth as wide as possible and release the breath from the very deepest depths of my belly. (sighs) Then, at a certain point, she was going to tell me to hold my breath with my lungs full for as long as I could. She started with her bowls. Breathe. I took a deep breath. Breathe. Breathe. This went on for 27 minutes. For 27 minutes, I laid there, clinging to this crystal that she'd placed in my hand, breathing when she told me. One hand went numb. I could also feel a nerve in my leg starting to twitch. Was she actually doing something to me? Was this having some sort of an effect on my body? Was my throat chakra getting fixed right now? I was pretty confused. Was this all hocus pocus? Was her husband going to chloroform me, steal my vital organs, and leave me in a bathtub full of ice? Oh my gosh, I really shouldn't have called my sister. Okay, now it was time, she said. Hold your breath. This was my specialty. I'm great at holding my breath. I like to credit all the swimming lessons I took as a kid. So I took a deep breath in and held my breath. And we just sat there in silence for a very long time. Then once I couldn't take it any longer, I finally let out all the air from the depths of my stomach. And she said, okay, now you can open your eyes. She asked, so how do you feel? I said, dizzy. And she said, Good. Are you ready? I thought, oh my God, there's more? She said, Now I have your reading. I've been channeling your energies since our last meeting, and I found some very interesting things. Um, okay. Yes, I'm ready. My head was spinning, but I sat up and tried to focus. She adjusted herself in her seat so as to get comfortable to tell me everything that she'd discovered about me. She said, Jaina, you've lived many, many lives. In your first life... There was a ceremony where your mother tried to sacrifice you, but you survived. You are a survivor, a fighter, and that's why you keep coming back. You were trying to dispel the curse that was put on you by a jealous mother and to earn her approval. She said, I've seen these sorts of things before. You have royalty in you. You have a kingdom of people who follow and adore you, and you have queen-king energy. You want to take care of them all. Do you ever feel like you just want to care for all the people around you? Does this make sense to you? I nodded my head. If you don't dispel this curse, you cannot be the ruler that you were intended to be in the spiritual world, which means you're going to be held back from reaching your full potential in the physical world. This is an emergency. I take these things very serious. In fact, my family has been doing this for generations. I want to help you. I really do. But I'm trying to come up with another way to help you besides the way that I usually do it. I really, really, I mean, I'm really trying to think of any other way. I asked, why is that? And she said, because it's expensive. I thought, okay, here we go. I think she could tell that she'd lost me a little bit. And she said, okay, now you need to understand this. I can't make money from dispelling negativity. It's really bad for my karma. I cannot profit off of helping others. It's the altar that's expensive. Um, 
The altar? Yes. You need to buy an altar for me to have so that I can use it in our ceremonies. Now she was very close to losing me as a believer. She said, There's a catalog. I'm going to give it to you, and you can choose which one you want to buy. I thought, okay, now we're flipping through catalogs? Honey, no, but I played it cool. I sat there, poker face, letting her think that I was considering it. She decided to tell me all about how much money her family had, that she has psychic houses all around the world, and that if once she dispelled the negativity, I felt compelled to send her a tip of any form, such as a car or jewelry or money, she can accept that because it's coming from positivity, but this would no way go to her. This altar money was not for her. And I needed to believe, or again, she could end up suffering. She said, Can you please tell me how you feel about all this? Because we need to be on the same page for it to work. Just be honest. I said, um, honestly? I thought about my throat chakra and that she told me that I had a really hard time expressing myself. So I figured, hey, why not show her how her bowl ceremony helped me? I said, honestly, it feels scammy. 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 I told her that she was scammy. She couldn't hide the shock on her face. I don't think she could believe that I'd openly call her scammy. So she quickly backpedaled out of fear that she'd just lost me. She said, okay, we don't have to do the altar right now. We can just wait until you trust me more. For now, we'll just fast together. We'll start there. I'm already not going to see my daughter for Thanksgiving because she's in Chicago and that's where your root of negativity came from. Great. So now I've made her bleed and I fucked over her Thanksgiving. She said, I need to prescribe to you a liquid diet. I'll do it at the same time as you so that we can sync up. I said, so juicing? She said, no, you can eat anything as long as it's liquid, but I don't recommend that you blend a burger and fries. (laughs) I said, oh, that's too bad because I'd already considered blending tacos. Her eyes lit up. (gasps) See, I knew it. I said, what's that? She said, I sensed it. I sensed your Latina heritage as soon as I met you. Okay, here we go. I'm not Latina. Not one bit. My family's from England, Germany, and Austria. It literally doesn't get much whiter than this. I do have Frida Kahlo tattooed on my arm, however. I do love Mexico. I mean, I'm here right now. Margaritas and tacos, salsa dancing, and the culture in general, but I'm by no means Latina. But I played along. I let her think that she was right. She said, See? I have Latina heritage too. Us Latinas can stick together, you know? Now it all makes sense with the family and the ceremonies. Yes, I knew it. It stems from Latina heritage. After she'd gone on for what felt like forever about how I was basically her new Latina BFF, I finally cut her off. I said, I'm not Latina. She goes, What? Well, what are you? I said, um, I'm white, white, like really white, like from Austria, Germany, and England. She goes, Okay, well... Then you were Latina in one of your past lives for sure. That's why you love the culture so much. It's in your blood. You should do a 23andMe. You'd be surprised. Now she'd completely lost me. I looked at my watch and thought, okay, you know what? I need to get out of here. I got Jimmy Kimmel to get to. She said, what do you believe? I said, I'm sorry, what? She said, your faith. I said, oh, well, I believe that God has a plan for me. She said, no, what religion? I said, well, I was raised Christian and she cut me off. And almost as fast as she changed to the Latina channel, she switched to pastor. She started dropping God bombs like nobody's business. She said, see, I knew the Lord brought us together for a reason. We were meant to be. This was God's will. Now it had just gotten funny and I wanted to get the hell out of there, but she couldn't leave me empty handed. So she walked over to her incense cart, gathered two big candles. She said, I made these for you in prayer last night. I'm like, "Mm, of course you did. Then she carefully selected three boxes of incense 
and a chunk of Podarco for me to burn. She grabbed a huge Ziploc bag and put all the items in. But at the very last second, she took out one of the box of incense. Maybe I would have gotten that third one had I bought the altar. Anyways, next she instructed me on what she wanted me to burn and when and said that she would be doing the same thing at the same time so that we could be in sync. I took the Ziploc and left. Then I walked across the street. I hadn't eaten yet, so I thought, okay, I'll grab a bite, then I'll call an Uber, take it back to my Airbnb, freshen up, and make my way to Jimmy Kimmel. Once I ordered my food, I looked at my Uber app and realized that with LA traffic being so bad, even if I left right then, I would still be five minutes late for the show. Shit. I called my Uber, took a couple of bites of my food, and then looked down at the giant Ziploc bag full of Shelly's treasures. Damn it. I didn't want to walk into Jimmy Kimmel looking like I'd just come from a seance and my Uber was only three minutes away. So I looked at the Ziploc, I looked out at the street, I looked at the garbage, and I decided I was going to chuck the candles in the garbage. I took the incense out of the boxes, broke them in half, shoved them in my purse, and threw the whole bag away. Hopefully, Shelly wasn't going to stop by this same cafe for lunch and see all of her things sitting in the garbage bin. I hopped into the Uber and looked at the app. I would be in this car with my driver, Miguel, for one entire hour. I sat looking out the window in disbelief. What the hell had just happened? I started to tell Miguel all about it. He was so interested in my story that he turned off the music so that he could focus. I said, I know for a fact that she knows her stuff. I mean, she read me perfectly on the first day, but I guess she needs to hustle. I asked him. Would you go to a psychic like this? He thought about it for a second and said, No, I don't think I would because I believe in a God who loves me. I can talk to him myself. I don't believe in these curses or that I need someone else to save me. Well, shit. That's what I believe too, Miguel. How the heck did I end up so wrapped up in all of this? Anyways, we pulled up to Jimmy Kimmel five minutes past the time that I was supposed to be there. I ran to the doors and stood at the entrance trying to convince security to let me in. Then a lady walked up and said, Hi, where are you from? And I said, Canada, but it looks like I'm not going to be getting in. She goes to the security guard. Let my friend from Canada into the show. And she let herself in. Then the other security guard said, Well, Jimmy Kimmel's mom just said you can come in. And the next thing I knew, I was being escorted to the group waiting to pass the security check. I went through the metal detectors down the long hallway, took a selfie with the sign, then walked onto the set. It was so surreal with all the studio lights, the crew, the band. It felt so cool standing on the stage that I'd seen so many times on TV. Each group of people took turns walking up to the stage manager who would tell them where they needed to sit. Once it was my turn, he looked at me and asked, Who are you here with? I said, I'm on my own. He goes, How are you feeling today? I said, Are you kidding me? I feel fucking amazing. Perfect. Then come with me. I have something special for you. He escorted me to the seat in the very front center row. Like, it couldn't get any better than this. I had the dumbest grin on my face. After sitting there for a couple of minutes, one of the two ladies from Atlanta who were sitting behind me said, Oh my goodness, I have to ask you. What perfume are you wearing? I thought about it for a second and said, Oh, it's North Bondi by way. The woman said, Oh, it smells so good. Where can I find it? I said, Well, I got it from Sephora. A few minutes later, she tapped me on the shoulder and showed me that she had my perfume in her shopping cart. She said, is this the stuff right here? I said, yep. She said, perfect. It'll be waiting for me when I get home. The show was amazing. They did a lot of work with us to make sure that we laughed at everything. We were instructed. Today, Jimmy Kimmel is the funniest man on the planet. We need you to laugh at every joke he tells. If you don't think it's funny, you laugh anyways. If you don't understand, again, laugh anyways. He did his monologue right in front of my face. I could have literally reached out and touched him. 
Then Pink performed. It was a really cool experience. Once I left the studio, I was standing on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and I found myself at the entrance of a movie premiere. There I saw Patrick Dempsey, James Marsden, Amy Adams, and so many other celebrities making their entrance. Yes, now it felt like I was officially in Los Angeles. I went to grab an ice cream and on my way, I made a stop in the washroom. I opened up my purse to put my phone inside and caught the strongest whiff of incense. I forgot that I'd crammed it all in there. Now I realize that that woman from Atlanta definitely wasn't smelling my perfume. She's likely going to be quite disappointed when she gets her Sephora order and discovers that whey perfume, in fact, does not smell like a yoga studio. (laughs) I wandered around the strip until my phone battery was about to die, and then I called an Uber to take me back to my Airbnb so that I could charge my phone. Just before getting in the car, I posted a question to my IG family. I said, it's my last night in Los Angeles. What do you think I should do? And two out of the first five people replied with, get a tattoo. I thought, yeah, you know what? That sounds like fun. Anything for the story, right? So I asked a follow-up question. If I get a tattoo, what should it be? 60 people replied within five minutes and most of them said, something big lush energy. So I got into my Airbnb at about 8.30 p.m., plugged in my phone and started calling tattoo shops to see who would be open for me to get inked. I finally found one that said that they'd stay open if I got there by 10 p.m. So I hopped back into another Uber and made my way across town. By 11 p.m., I was walking out of that tattoo shop with an orange lightning bolt tattoo on my ankle that matches the one from the Big Lash Energy logo. I love it. When I was in there, I could totally picture my mom saying, If the people on Instagram told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? And I would say, yes, I would. Because luckily, thanks to you, mom, I can swim. What a day! I went from a spiritual healer to the front row of Jimmy Kimmel to the paparazzi lineup at a movie premiere to a tattoo shop all in one day. That is how you finish off a trip to Los Angeles. What happened with Shelly? Well, when I left, she said she was going to text me on Monday so we could arrange the start of our fast. But three Mondays have passed and I have not heard from her. What's my take on that situation? Well, I do think she has clairvoyant powers. I mean, she definitely was right about me, but the woman's got to hustle. You know, she's got to sell those altars. She's got to turn her clairvoyant abilities into a business somehow. But hey, Shelly, let me tell you something. If I do my 23 year one, those 23 and me things, and if I have hormonal issues, if I have hormonal issues and Latina blood, I will buy whatever altar you want me to buy. I'll be sold. (laughs) Yes, it did feel like a waste of $800, but that's exactly why I had to make this episode because as long as it's a good story, then I guess you could say it was worth every penny. Thankfully, I do still have my kidneys, I think. I have a cute new lightning bolt tattoo on my ankles and memories to last a lifetime. Oh, and if my friend from the Jimmy Kimmel show happens to hear this episode and is pissed about her perfume, honey, hit me up. I still have some crumpled incense that I can send you. (laughs) Thank you so much for pressing play today. This was a story I could not wait to tell you. Also, I have to send an extra special thank you. We just got the annual statistics back from Spotify this past week, and you are the reason this show was placed in the top 5% of most shared podcasts in the world. We were also credited as being in the top 5% of most followers of podcasts globally too. And that's that's literally all because of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm humbled and honored. So thank you. Gracias. Merci. Donka Shane. I appreciate you and I can't 
even express it properly. Anyways, thank you so much for listening today. If you like this show as much as I enjoy making it, can you pretty please share it with a friend? I hear every time you do, Shelly the psychic gets her menstrual cycle back. (laughs) Honey, please get that PCOS check. Until next week, go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much.